Hey, this is Keith Price. Thanks so much for listening to this crazy, crazy podcast. It's a pleasure and a joy being a connection to you and so many of the fabulous things that are happening in the theater. Now, having said that, can you do me a favor? Now, this is a long list, so be ready for it. All right, you ready? Will you like Keith Price's Curtain Call on Facebook? Will you follow Keith Price Curtain Call on Instagram? Will you go to at KP Curtain Call on Twitter? Will you subscribe to Keith Price Curtain Call on YouTube page? Now, once you do all of that, go back and tell all of your friends, especially the ones that love theater, the guy to do the same thing. Now, if you're also loving the show, if you're on iTunes and Google Play Music, can you please leave a review as well? It seems that in this crazy world of podcasting, having great content is not enough. Clearly. (laughs) You also need that social media love, too. So if you're enjoying the podcast, show me a little social media love, and thanks for listening. This is Andrew Keenan-Bolger, and you're listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. And welcome back to another episode of Keith Price's Curtain Call, and I'm very happy because... We are in the holiday season as it is now, and everything is going down. All the shows, everyone's doing their thing. We have, um, let's see, I just came back the other day from a press event (laughs) with (laughs) one of my other favorite people, Leslie Margarita, (laughs) doing Cindy Lou Who at 40 Years Later in a trailer park. So you're going to hear more about that at some point in time as well. But I had gotten this fabulous little tidbit of information Because, um, you know, if you guys listen to the podcast, you might have heard a a trailer or two or a moment when, uh, a little in-between moment of this young man, Andrew Keenan Bulger, saying, hey, listen to Keith Price's Curtain Call. I still have that, by the way. Um, And you know what? He has been, let's see, I'm thinking backwards now, like Tuck Everlasting, Newsies, Newsies, the stage show, as well as the movie, um, um, Beauty and the Beast at one point in time when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh God, there's so many places. Um, Jesus Christ. See, this is how it happens when you get to my age and you just <laughs> let shit go. Because you don't care because you know how much I love and adore you. Andrew Keenan Bolger is here with me and he is ready for the holidays. Thank you for having me here, sweet Keith. It's so nice to finally get to like sit down. It, exactly. Every time we talk, it's always these like quick two-minute moments when you're on a press line, and I feel like I want to have a longer conversation with people, but it's like you got to do what you can do. And, totally, you know, totally. Well, minutes. we are unpacking the purse. This is it, damn it. Yes. We have, <laughs> like I, We're both uncles. We've, <laughs> yes. we've got our reputations. We've got our things <laughs> going on. And right now... If you're planning your trips to New York City during the holiday season, we're talking over over Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. This is November yes, 24th. Yeah. At 3 o'clock and 8 o'clock on November 24th at Town Hall, excuse me, at Town Hall, Andrew Keenan Bolger is going to become Chris Kringle. In Chris Kringle the musical, like, okay, new music? Yes, it's a brand new musical. It's an awesome holiday romp, like, great fun for the whole family. I'm super excited. Well, you, know, you should be. Yeah. Okay, but now we have to talk about some of your major cast members that are in this show. Please because, do. Because for some of us of a certain age, <laughs> when we see the name Kathy Rigby. <laughs> I mean my childhood. Wow. We see Pamela Myers. Wow, where's she been? She's been around for a minute or two, and then she come disappeared on. and came back, and then she's been, Come on now. The voice is still there, huh? Hello, hello. And it's finally fun because this is a new musical, a new holiday musical, mm-hmm. and again, 
Andrew Keenan Bolger, if you followed him, you know he's totally adorable. So, <laughs> what is this with you and Chris Kringle? You you are Chris yes, Kringle. Yes, I I play Chris Kringle. You know, this is sort of a modern take on kind of an old classic. Uh, in this version, Chris Kringle is actually uh, a young toy maker uh, mm-hmm. trying to make it in New York City, and uh, ends up getting to go down to the North Pole to try and become an elf for Santa. So. <laughs> I don't, in fact, play Santa. No. In this, much to everyone's dismay, I'm sure there there's no I, beard well, I was or thinking, pot belly. I was like, what's going on? Because <laughs> is this like you know Santa in the early days? <laughs> no, no, it's it's totally a modern take. Uh, it's a fun little spin on on a Christmas classic. All right, all right. Well, this is great. It's like you got Kathy Rigby. Yes. You have Pamela Myers. Mm-hmm. There's a whole cast of other folks in here that if you're not a Broadway person, you may not know who some of these folks are, but that's all right. Kim Crosby, the original Cinderella in Come Into on. the Woods. Come on. Definitely grew up listening to her on many a Keenan Bolger car ride. <laughs> Because you come from a very musical family. Oh, it's true. Oh my God, you and your and Celia. And yes. now you're. What is this? Just did you have a second baby? Did I? No, not that I know. No, of. she had a baby. <laughs> like the last time yes. I saw you, which was like what last year or so. Yeah, she yeah, had yeah. Just had the baby. Mm-hmm, yeah, she has a sweet two-year-old now, William Conley. Wow. Yes. And you are the doting uncle, of course. I am. Yes, I am his. Probably his second favorite babysitter. Uh oh. I don't know. Next I have a lot of. Well, I've got a lot of competition from my other sister Maggie too. So right. we duke it out for favorite relative. Right. Well, I mean that's the thing. So, so that means either Maggie's going to have to have a kid. You're going to have to do something about yeah. that. Or you know Celia's just going to have to pop a new one. So I know. That way you can each have one. <laughs> uh, I have my hopes pinned on Celia having another one before I. <laughs> Before I am gifted with a you know, lovely you could do like son my, or daughter. My father used to always say to me, you can always have kids, Keith. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want them. I know. It's a trick. It's a, tr- it's a terrible <laughs> trick that people are trying to play on you. And being the uncle is cute. Oh, it's very nice. And then you can put him down and then yes. he goes back to mama. Yes. The minute they start getting fussy and weird, yeah, I don't have to do that. Thank you. Yes. Though. No, best come of back all worlds. You, come back when you can make Uncle Keith a scotch. <laughs> That's how I want them. All right. So, Andrew, so tell me, tell me about this show. Tell me what you are you're experiencing doing this because mm-hmm. you guys are still in the early rehearsal periods right now, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, right now it's getting to know the, the property. Um, you know, Anyone who knows anything about me knows that I really, my favorite thing is doing family theater and theater for young audiences. Mm -hmm. Growing up in Detroit, the things that I saw when I was a kid, they had such a huge impression on me. You know, I was a kid sort of searching for a passion. And for me, it was getting to go to these like community theater productions and look up on stage and just idolize these performers and be like, I want to do that. And definitely as I've grown older, the things that I think are most rewarding is getting to perform for young audiences. Really? Yeah, you know, they're the best. They're well, the they're best the audiences. Honest. Yeah. They're the most honest. Yeah, if they're entertained, they'll let you know. And if they're not, they will let you know. Mm-hmm. They don't buy into buzz or hype or read reviews and go in with like <laughs> preconceived <laughs> notions. Could you imagine? Yeah, they're the best kind of sponges. And. <laughs> So I love it's, it. it's interesting because you have such a um, you have a very youthful energy and sure. you have a very youthful look. So doing shows like this and doing lots of kid children's theater or doing shows that have a, a large youth appeal like mm-hmm. Newsies, for example, yeah. that's like that's an interesting wheelhouse for you. But how hard is it for you to try to do? You, do you have any urges to really transition from that to have some really good moments? Because again, now for those of you who are listening. 
you know, I know if you have seen submissions only, <laughs> which is I saw there's three seasons on, and I'm just now into the third season. Um, Andrew Keenan Bolger is not only a talented singer, dancer, actor, triple threat, which we love, but he's, I mean, you know, that's but, generous. <laughs> you know, but you are a director, you are mm-hmm. a writer, you are an editor. Yeah. You are, you know, doing things with music for your show. Like, how wonderful is it when you get to do something like a submissions only and then turn around and just come in and just be talent for something like Chris Kringle. You know, it's kind of the best. I I think when I was pretty young, I mean, I was lucky enough to get to work on Broadway at a young age and found like pretty quick success when I moved back to New York as an adult. And you do get into that sort of thing where you're like, this was my whole dream was to get to originate a role on Broadway and hopefully it's a hit. And it was honestly when I was doing Newsies, that I was like, well, I can keep living in this dream state of being in this hit show that I got to create a role of, or I could go do and something take it to the yeah, movies bitches. and take it to the screens, All right. um, or I could do something that sort of starts making me feel a little scared again. Yeah. And uh, for me, that was trying to add in not just being an interpreter, but also being a creator. Uh, and since I have found that love of that, I think. Both of those worlds have gotten better. I am now, I think, a smarter actor when I crack a script for the first time and I'm seeing it through um, both a writer and a director standpoint. And I think I'm a much better director because I know what it's like to be there in the trenches working in rehearsal. Uh, and so I'm, I'm glad that the world is somehow letting me do both. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, you are pretty pretty darn talented man like i mean thank you, well, I mean, you know, sweet key no, i'm just saying like you know <laughs> there's there's lots of people who you know i've been learning a lot especially doing this podcast is that the more things you know how to do mm-hmm. the easier your life can be but then the less time you have to do other things <laughs> because i mean true i i have learned just from editing short films yeah that, like, like we're talking a video that i tried to do for my patreon page mm-hmm. A minute video took me seven hours to get it to oh, where yeah. I needed to get it. And I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, well, what, do you, what do people do when they've got like a 20-minute, 20 22-minute sitcom? Or when they have like, you know, I, the space that we're here is a, also a, a, a film production space. Yeah. And so I've seen a lot of, like if you look around the rooms, there's a couple of editors that are doing stuff now with different kinds of film. And I'm thinking... Oh my God! I almost lost my mind on iMovie. Like it's a lot of Red Bull. <laughs> like <laughs> so, when you're in those trenches, it's like mm-hmm. you know because submissions only is just this fantastic. I, you know, I was watching this last season, this third season, and I just was have I was sitting in the room here, teeing at lots of really great moments that as actors you were bringing sure. in those little secrets that actors have, these moments that actors have, and the anxieties. It's like how fun is that to tell that tale. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of us. So many things in that show were things that happened to both Kate and I. And then once we sort of started doing the show, then we would get like the guest stars being like, hey, just so you know, this nightmare audition story happened to me. If you want to put it in the show, you do not have to credit me. (laughs) And it was really our inbox were flooded with. Because what we do is it's 
sometimes humiliating. It's often hilarious, mm-hmm. and it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Like the things that we're asked to do on a sort of day to day basis. Like, it is inherently funny. Like, hi, I just need to come in here and unpeel every layer of my body to <laughs> give you a moment, and we're going to do that for two minutes, and then I'm going to go. Indeed. Hopefully, I can pull it all together. When oh it, my when it's gosh! Over. Yeah. I I mean, I literally sat here. I've done four episodes right back to back, sitting here waiting to. Oh man. This interview. <laughs> and to see Max von Essen, to see Sweetie. Kelly O'Hara falling down. Also, oh, we found out afterwards hilarious. that Kelly O'Hara was pregnant during that time and didn't tell us because she was at a place where she was like, oh, I'm not really telling people. And we like saw that Playbill article go up announcing her pregnancy pretty much as I was <laughs> editing her. Me being like, uh, can you just do it one more time? We're just going to like, I'm going to like frame it a little different. And she's... The absolute trooper being like, okay, sure. sure." God. Oh my God. From what I've heard, her kids turned out perfectly fine. (laughs) Very beautiful, intelligent children. Good. Thank God. Thank God. Knock on wood. Because who wants that in their history? (laughs) You know, it's so funny because you're doing this show now, Chris Kringle. Mm -hmm. The musical. We have to keep talking about it because your publicist is outside and will yell at me later <laughs> if I don't. That's going to be happening at the Town Hall here in New York, November 24th, and you're doing two shows, three and eight. Now, here's a question. Why so short a run? What's what's the story? Tell well, me. you know, it's part of like an exclusive thing. When you mm-hmm. kind of get these people together, especially during the holidays, right. it's definitely hard to get Tony nominees to sign on <laughs> for like... What are you doing during Thanksgiving and Christmas? Nothing, Nothing. which is said no one. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so... If you're lucky enough to have a job working in the theater in New York City, you're already working those holidays. So you don't have that totally, time off. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so, wow. no, it's going to be a great kind of like one night only type thing. And, uh, you know, it's benefiting like an awesome organization. I think the especially, angels, yeah, yeah, and especially around this time during the holidays, being an actor, sometimes it feels like, a little selfish and you're like how am I giving back into the world because I'm getting a lot out of getting to pursue my passion right so I think that especially during this time of year people are looking for ways to kind of give back and use our talents to uh, prop up other people well very cool Mm -hmm. very very cool so it's great so it's being narrated now by Kathy Rigby who those of you who are still of a certain age because didn't she still do Peter Pan she's still doing it I'm sure she'll be like a Carol Channing we'll get her final (laughs) she'll announce her final final Peter Pan and we'll still get to see it hopefully (laughs) it's like she's never grown yeah, it's not fair for a generation of kids to grow up and not get to see Kathy Rigby. Well, I mean, you know, it was funny. I was out the other day and I saw Sandy Duncan and I was just like, oh, oh my yeah. God, hey, another Peter Pan. How are you? Totally, I was like, totally. what do you do? She looked great. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's fun because this this opportunity as a performer you know, when you get these opportunities to do something brand new, mm-hmm. it is always a, a wonderful challenge, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, you can't run to a cast recording and find out how someone else phrased the lyric. <laughs> um, I think it's really fun. And I think, honestly, the roles that I like the most are the ones that I kind of got to create because mm-hmm. you end up putting more of yourself into it. Yeah. And it becomes more personal because you don't have a memory of how someone else did it. Well, I mean, that's the joy of doing something new. Mm-hmm. Like, gosh, man. At this stage, though, it's like, that's kind of exciting, actually. I, I You know, I, I always, you know, there's that part of me that's like, you just want to be working. You just want to be yeah. working sometimes. And it's like, that's kind of where I'm at right now. But I yeah. would like to be working a lot more. But, but at the same time, it's sort of like, how nice to be able to combine the idea of getting work and 
to still create and be new. Totally, yeah. God, man. And help out a good organization yes. all while you're at it. Benefiting the singing angels. <laughs> Make sure we talk about them. It's Chris yes. Kringle the Musical. Go to chriskringlethemusical.com if they want to find out about tickets. Go to thetownhall.org for more things. And also to singingangels.org so that if you are listening to this, can't make it up to see the show and buy a ticket, then I'm sure that the Single Angels will have a wonderful Donate Here button and you can do something nice for the holidays. How about that? Oh, I bet they would love it. All right, so now let's just, let's talk dirt. Let's talk trash. Let's talk. <laughs> you know, there's it's sort of like I generally don't get very super, super serious a lot of times in these mm-hmm. interviews only because we don't usually have that much time. And, and, you know, I want people to have a really interesting situation. But you are a very unique person to me because you are ever youthful to me. Oh, why? Well, thank ever, you. Very tuck Don't get too close. You'll, You'll see like, all the... Moisturize, darling. <laughs> moisturize. But, you, you know, it's like this current wave of stuff that's been going on, you know, with uh, someone like a Kevin Spacey, shall I say. Because I, sure. I feel that's more specific to what I'd like to talk about with you. Because you have been in this business a very long time. Mm-hmm. And you have seen a few things, I'm sure. Have you ever had that kind of experience as a as a young actor coming through the ranks? I, I mean, I feel truly fortunate that I have not experienced that. I think as soon as that happened, like a lot of people were like, well, you were a kid actor. Surely yeah. you must have come across some shady people. And I don't know if I, I think that in the Broadway community, there is a certain level of acceptance for you to be who you are. And mm-hmm. it doesn't the industry does not care as much. Right. And I think what it breeds is a certain type of person who is really comfortable in their skin and does not have to seek out these sort of shady corners. Right. And that's, of course, not to say that this does not happen in our community. I'm I'm oh, sure yeah. I don't want to speak yeah. for anyone, but I was lucky enough to grow up with incredibly generous, incredibly self-actualized adults and I think is the main reason that I'm still doing it today is because I had so many meaningful, right. strong relationships with adults when I was a kid who I think really showed me that there is a future out there for me. I think especially as a queer kid to yeah. see that that was something that's celebrated in New York and like every year. When, so when did you know all of that, that, that part? Of the I mean, I know coming to acting and coming to theater for many yeah. of us was that first step mm-hmm. into at least being the place where there's at least one other person in here I know. Yeah, totally, that totally. That is like secretly sitting at home with the Pippin cast album, crying, you know. <laughs> oh, completely. Exactly. Well, I feel like half of the allure of getting to be in the performing arts, I would say 50% of it is like, I truly had this passion, I like performing, this is great. But I would say it might even be 51% of it is the community and the need to have a family here in the city. And I feel like I enjoy performing in Broadway shows, but honestly what I like more is getting to fool around during tech week and hearing people tell their sort of backstage stories and getting a drink with my cast afterwards. And that is as meaningful to me as getting to stand in a spotlight and sing. I think, you know, one of my favorite moments of having done a couple of things, it's my favorite part was signing in. Yeah. Walking through the stage door and signing in. Mm -hmm. And I know that that sounds really 
ridiculous, but I remember the very first time that I did it and I had to do it because it was like, oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're equity. You have to do that. And I was <laughs> like, what? And so I walked into the, the, the stage door and I, I did that signing moment and I just, I stood there because I mean, you know, I grew up in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, it's part of the dream of all of this that I'm doing now is kind of parts, they're like the small parts of the same big dream. And I remember having that moment when it was like, I'm signing in as a card-carrying member of Equity. Like, how did this happen? Like, Isn't it great? You can get paid to, like... (laughs) Put on a costume and like a dead lady's I a, hair. I had a powder wig. Shut <laughs> yes, up. Yes, and like, and then he gave me like some yeah. fluffy <laughs> things. It was fabulous. So, so good. yeah, I'm, and and I there's a joy. There was such mm-hmm. a joy in that, and you know it's a, it's it's a wonderful experience to have. But for you to have had it for as long as you've had, yeah, and consistently as you've had, you're kind of part of a rare breed. I mean, I feel really fortunate that. <laughs> I hope it doesn't go away. Yeah, well, I mean, it 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 it, it might, but yeah. one of the things you learn through the process is that you got to be in the moment anyway. Yeah, so, no, it's true. You know, because that's the beauty of like, especially on an eight show a week schedule, that you really do need to be in that moment yes. on that day in that time. So, oh yeah, that's always a great thing. But gosh, man, like I was looking at your resume, and I'm like, what? This kid is working. We'll and, see and, how long my hair creative. stays on my head, and I keep getting employed. Well, I, I, <laughs> but see now for you though, it's like you still stay so youthful. So there's mm-hmm. a whole cadre of of roles that you can get that you can bring a different kind of sensibility because you're actually probably a lot older than the people that you're actually playing. Oh, certainly, yeah. So that gives you some, you know, life experience that you can add to all of this stuff. So what other things do you have? Because like submissions. Like I said, submissions only is there's three seasons that I saw, mm-hmm. and I know when I look at the credits and I see all of those names, all of those people, that means there's a lot of money that has to be made in order for you to pr- create those shows. How is it like? Still, like, are you still getting funding? Does it? Yeah, know? I mean, it was funny. We we started. We made that first season basically for free. It was mm-hmm. relying all on favors and goodwill of our community, and of course, like in our second season, we were able to raise some money. And then in our third season, we were lucky enough to get like Broadway producer Kevin McCollum to mm-hmm. produce it, and. Um, it, it has been interesting because it was one of the first web series. Now that's like such a ubiquitous word. Like right. you turn on Netflix and you watch Everything. essentially a web series. Yeah. Uh, to its entirety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's great that there is actually a space for that uh, to make money. Uh, Kate and I also, we were setting out to just sort of do that. And along the way, uh, got to be a part of other things. Like we ended up writing a children's series together. Uh, wow. A children's series called Jack and Louisa um, about kids in the performing arts. Uh, and now we're working on our first feature film. I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. it's like, because the thing about submissions only, if you didn't know this, is that you write it. Yeah. And you direct it sometimes, and you are so deeply entrenched in it. It's like, I was wondering when the next phase for you of doing a movie was coming. Yeah. And now I know it's happening. You know it's out there, yeah. It's out there. So what can you tell me about the movie? I mean, I I will say this. It is treading not unfamiliar ground. It is. Okay. It takes place in the performing arts world. Right. So right in our wheelhouse. Um, 
at the end of the day, it's our favorite place. We wouldn't have it any other way than to get to tell our stories. Uh, and I'm really excited. <laughs> so do you think now with this piece you're going to be mm-hmm. able to still pull upon the, that pool of talent that you've had access to? I mean, they, what's awesome is that Broadway people submitting. are – yeah, and Broadway people have like a new – shiny quality in Hollywood. Yeah, it's well. so funny. I went, I remember I did like pilot season back in like six or seven years ago mm-hmm. and like no one would touch a Broadway actor with like a 10 foot pole. They're like, ah, I feel like they're all like super schmackty and mm-hmm. and now I feel like there's like a huge respect level for people who do the legitimate stage. Well, you know what happens too? I think it's, it, you know, the word gets back from mm-hmm. a lot of our celebrity counterparts that I'm going to do Broadway for six weeks. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. going to do, and they come in that six weeks is like the fucking like, hardest never thing Exactly. <laughs> They're like, marathons are easier. Here. Yeah, truly. What do you mean I don't have a second take? <laughs> like, yeah, you got to be oh, in yeah. that. You every know? night? Yeah. And be able to deliver mm-hmm. every night. And, you know, and I think that what people are finding out, especially with stage actors, is that they are willing to work hard because oh, yeah. the the idea of you getting an eight show a week job, yeah. that process alone is soul killing could be, I mean, truly could be soul killing. Mm-hmm. And then once you get the job, it's like to keep up with that pace, you have to have a certain different, a certain energy level. So like, you know, they'd be idiots, I think, to not really appreciate. I agree. I think the, the best actors I see is so often, on film, you will go back and look at their Wikipedias, right. and you're like, oh, they were in a show at Manhattan Theater Club when they were like 22? <laughs> exactly. Of course. Look at that star power. Went to Come Juilliard? On. Of course they did. You know? Yeah. It, but it, it amazes me. Where'd you go to school? Did you uh, I went to the University of Michigan. Uh, you and Madonna. Yes, hey. I know. <laughs> yes. We're so much alike. <laughs> exactly. Rebels. Yeah. Moving to New York City to find your dreams. <laughs> Come on. It's all the same. And and you found it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you found it. Now, when you moved to New York, was you, how old was a bunch older is Celia? Uh, Celia's like six or seven years older than okay. me. Okay. So yeah. that's, that's good in a way and bad in a way because oh, yeah. sh- sh- did you guys leave together? Was well, she- it was funny. I When I was growing up, like... I was performing on Broadway and she was kind of my sister. Mm -hmm. And so she would walk into audition rooms and they'd be like, oh, it's Andrew's sister. And then when I went to college and then graduated and Celia had like really made a mark, Uh then I started walking into rooms (laughs) and they're like, oh, it's Celia's brother. (laughs) So it's sort of perfect. I mean, I feel like people are always like, is there like rivalry? And I truly could not imagine uh, no, it it could not no. be less. It's the greatest gift that I have a person in my life that so understands my world that anytime something is stressing me out or I'm having trouble with a role, mm-hmm. I can go to and I know that she's been through it and to get like really great unbiased advice that well, it's because it's family. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes family can be very honest. Oh, sure. <laughs> When you just <laughs> when you just want them to be honest, yeah. When everyone else is trying to be nice, yeah, they'll give you some good tough love that you need. And sometimes that tough love is like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're related. It's gonna yeah. be hard to talk to you on Thanksgiving, but thank you. Oh my you. gosh, that, that's fantastic, though. I mean, it at this stage, though, it for what you're doing, and that is right mm-hmm. now on November 24th at Town Hall, where we're going to be doing Chris Kringle. Yes. 
like make sure we throw that in there because <laughs> hey Brett because um, <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at um, that's Chris Kringle the musical.com for tickets and information um, and of course go to andrewkeenanbolger.com as well to get sure. all of his get get up on his scandal honey because you don't child <laughs> these kids honey I don't know what they be doing um, but, but but for you though it's like you you come into this industry with um a lot of goodwill, A. You've created a lot of goodwill. I mean, like, when I watch submissions only and I see all of the Broadway names, mm -hmm. and I think, first of all, to wrangle all any of them at one point in time is a miracle. And then <laughs> to get them all to want to do it. And now you got a movie. So I'm sure the TV people are like, um, you know, we did your TV show for free. <laughs> so oh, yeah. be a roll up in this little scratcher for, you know, because I'm already thinking I should give him a headshot or something. I mean, you know. I do think that this community, there is, it's true. There's a level of goodwill that you don't find in any other facet of our industry. It's, yeah. Theater people are the most giving. And honestly, I think pretty much every single person we asked, I think that there are two no's mm -hmm. of everyone that we asked to be a part of our thing. Patty Lapone. I'm just kidding. No, I'll tell you who it was. It was because she's dead now and she can't. <laughs> was Elaine Stritch? She was like, no. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. That's like the best no yeah, I've ever gotten. Around. Yeah. That's and, a good And meanwhile, no. she's like, what? YouTube? No, get out of here. Get out of my house. <laughs> get out of my No, space. but theater people, they're the most giving. And the things that we would ask them to do for truly almost no money, and they would show up and give you a full performance because we all knew what it was like starting out, and it's yeah. hard. And so many people had mentors, and so many people had a lot of people say yes to them. So, Well, you know, the good thing about something especially like that show, Submissions Only, because I'm going to keep bringing that mm -hmm. up because I really want people... That ha if they haven't discovered it, to go back and find it because <laughs> you will first of all have the teehees of life. <laughs> Just to watch Kelly O'Hara fall no, down was totally worth it, or watch Will Swenson have a total meltdown <laughs> to the point like. But to go from dreamy romantic leading man to psycho crazy guy like within a oh. scene moment, fabulous. Well, we would pretty much we would never have someone get to play a character that they would normally play, like. Right. If you're getting a sweetheart like Will Swenson, we're like, uh, well, he's clearly bipolar and yeah. like a crazy person. So that's way more fun. Like, you don't want... <laughs> that's what I want. I'm yeah. a little crazy. I need the characters have a little more gravitas. Give them the parts that no one normally would see them exactly. as. Well, that's that's a good thing. And, and it's fun because it is... I think the, the beautiful part about that whole thing is that now... Those folks that did that show for you, it's sort of like a showcase for them as well. I mean, I hope. If nothing else, we gave them a good time on set and got them in and out quickly. <laughs> and they can add this to the reel. <laughs> <laughs> add it to the reel. So, again, Andrew Keenan Bolger, you know I love and adore you. And it is such a pleasure to have finally get you in the studio. Yes, I'm I should so have put glad. up. The, I have a, a graphic that I'm going to put up a little bit later so I can feel all fancy, but... You guys got here too soon. I was in the. I was too busy watching your show. <laughs> oh my god! Remembering that I had to set up the room for you, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It's a good excuse. So, th but this is a great thing. So again, Andrew Keenan Bolger, along with uh, Kim Crosby, come oh, on so now, good. Kathy Rigby, and Pamela Myers, and a whole host of other folks, are going to be in November twenty fourth at the Town Hall doing Chris Kringle the musical, and it's going to be a benefit. Performance, two benefit mm -hmm. performances, one at three and one at eight o'clock, to benefit the Singing Angels organization. So, if you want to do something good for yourself for the holidays, and you're going to be in New York City, then you must come November twenty fourth and see 
my dear pal Andrew Keenan Bolger, creative pal, <laughs> um, at, at the town hall as well. And Chris Kringle the musical, and you can go to chriskringlethemusical dot com to get tickets. Or if you can't make it to New York City and you would like to do something nice for the holidays, because everybody's always looking for an organization mm-hmm. to give, you know, you drop a twenty. Yeah, a that'd 20, be awesome. A twenty dollar thing for singingangels.org. Yeah, and help. you know it's arts education. Like, what could we possibly need more? Need more. I, you know, and now that every time I get an opportunity to to speak for an organization or promote mm-hmm. an organization that does that, it makes me happy because, you know. It's the reason that both of us are probably here now. Oh, completely. And even if you don't end up going into the theatrical arts, I feel like there well, is power in arts education. There's power in arts education. Makes you a team person, makes you understand empathy. But also, too, the most important thing for you worried grown citizens, this is a way of helping keep kids off the street, too. Yes, So if, for if you really want to have, like, you know... A little more safety where you live. Maybe you should Come think on. about finding programs <laughs> for these kids to have some place to take and channel all that energy. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to the folks at Singing Angels. How about Woo-hoo! that? We love that. And again, so Andrew Keenan Bolger, thank you so much for hanging out. Of with me. course, this was really great. Chris Kringle, the musical. Don't miss it. November twenty fourth at the Town Hall, three and eight o'clock. Go to chriskringlethemusical.com for more information, and also go to the singingangels.org if you want more information about that. And do not forget to go to andrewkeenanbolger.com <laughs> to find out more about the. Darling young man, and find and go see that ding dang submissions only. I'm just telling you, <laughs> if you want to binge, that's the perfect thing for you to binge watch. That's a good binge. Once once Stranger Things runs out, you gotta have something oh on God. on the back burner. Did you did you not love Stranger Things? Oh my God, oh. I have like two more episodes. <gasps> oh, you have no spoilers. It? Okay, okay, I won't spoil it for you. That would be a cute show for you to be on. Oh sure. Oh, by the way, you would drop right in nicely. <laughs> Hello, people that are running over Netflix. Hello, Chris Kringle, the musical. Come by and see this. It's potential for you. <laughs> Something spooky and scary. I love it. Oh, Andrew, thanks, man. Of course. This Thank you for great. having me, Keith. And we will be back. Look for Keith Price's Curtain Call on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and now Mixcloud.